Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, you want to talk some football? Uh, sure do. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A uh, winner in absentia of the Touchline Media Group, as the theme of today's episode is Unearned Valor, because I am your host, uh, The Twig, aka Asa. I am here with co-host and good friend, uh, Napoleon Greg, Greg, again, Greg for some reason. Greg. Uh, <laughs> Uh, who, who hails from, depending on what time of year it is, either uh, the, the wonderful city of Denver or apparently Scotland. Uh, and we are here to talk to you about uh, the, the Super Bowl, uh, which just happened. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Air decides to put in, if they decide to put in. Last, uh, last time we got a lot of comments that uh, nobody got a middle ad, which uh, is not great, but we're working on it. Uh, so yeah, so uh, unearned valor, stolen valor, Matt Stafford, Super Bowl champion, and therefore Detroit Lions have picked a Super Bowl winning quarterback, which is not even unearned valor. That's simply a fact. Like he's like the first one they've picked to win a Super Bowl, though. Oh, I'm sure. I, I wonder the last draft pick by the Lions. Like the last first round draft pick by the Lions who won a Super Bowl. Oh, well, first, I was going to say Drew Stanton famously won one last year. Yes. Also yes. a Detroit Lions draftee. Right. But uh, that, that's why I went with like first round because like, obviously, like, I'm sure that there's like a sixth round pick who, who won one with somebody. And, and like you said, Drew Stanton won one last year. Um, speaking of Spartans who won uh, Super Bowls, uh, Brian Allen, uh, center, yeah. for, center for the Rams, uh, got himself a ring. Um, which is cool for him, I guess. But yeah, I, I wonder, uh, because like the, the lions are pretty terrible at drafting. 
Um, Ashawn Robinson was another Lions draft pick who, who won a title. Um, yep. Today. Today. Uh, and I got to tell you that's I like, I'm, I'm, I'm not as glad for, for Ashawn as I am for Stafford because Stafford really, you know, he, he went through it. And as anybody who's left Detroit after being there for an extended <laughs> period of time uh, can attest, like, it's nice when you get out. And I love Detroit. It's great. It's nice when you leave. Yeah, no, uh, it's a much better, LA is a much better environment, uh, better weather, more accepting of his wife's viewpoints. <laughs> Uh, shout Better out to- offensive winning <laughs> weapons. Uh, shout out to Kelly Stafford. Um, I I I know that we're we're you're not going to get this, dear listener, uh, until tomorrow. But her her Instagram is the one to follow tonight. Um, like she's going to be the person who's who's going to have the best takes. Um, although yeah, I I was going to say if you want like good partying Instagram I have to say it's probably going to be I don't even think it's going to be Odell Beckham I think it's going to be like Jarvis Landry. <laughs> like I think Landry just goes out there to meet him. Um actually the best part of social media to so, so far this evening has been that Eli Apple apparently has made enemies of everybody in the NFL. Um I don't know if you've been on Twitter but uh they are I just cooking. saw Michael Hardman. Michael Hardman or Is it is it like everybody? Everybody. Uh, Michael Thomas went after him. Um, a couple Wait, others. Michael Thomas, they were teammates. They sure were. <laughs> and like, it's not like Michael Thomas is a good teammate, isn't he? Didn't he get suspended two years ago for. Yeah. He like, somebody called him slot boy in practice and he punched him. That might actually might have been Eli Apple. It was Eli Apple, yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. This, this one actually tracks. Um, but Eli Apple cooked. Um, and, and I, I do have to say that I, I am a little bit uh, disappointed in social media because um, like there's a whole lot of baked Apple images on the internet and people are still using toast. Like his last name is Apple, baked apples. Come on, come on. Like we can, we can all do better um, than, than, than using toast for him. Um, I mean, I think there was a running theme there and they were going to stick with the theme. Uh, right. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he was getting cooked. Michael Hardman went at him hard. Um, so I, yeah, I, uh, I have to imagine that Eli Apple was talking a bunch of trash last game. Um, when Stafford did the Stafford on that last drive, ran over and got in the face of one of their DBs. I think it was Eli Apple too. I think Apple was trying to talk trash to him, and then like he like realized like, oh no, there's a flag. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that. Like, I'm, I'm famously in support of talking shit regardless of the reason that a play happened. But you have yes. to make sure that you didn't get pass interference. Like, look, you can do the initial uh, incomplete sign before the flag comes out. That's, that's generally accepted. But yeah. only as long as you are as demonstrative when you see the flag and are incredulous that it could have been pass interference, regardless of whether it was. Yeah, I need, a, I need an Oscar lover performance of like, what? No! <laughs> <laughs> Both arms waving around, wacky inflatable arm two man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so Eli Apple trashed. Uh, he's having he's having himself a, a difficult evening on social media. Uh, Jamar Chase very sadly uh, tweeted out just like "damn" with no capitals uh, in the in the immediate aftermath yeah. of the game. Like that made me sad. Yeah, um, I mean it's got it's got to suck for him and Burrow. Like it's not like they had like. I mean, Chase was pretty well covered. Uh, 
and Jalen Ramsey wasn't making mistakes while he was on Chase. He was only making them while he was on T. Higgins. Yeah, and I mean, uh, to- which I mean, Jalen Ramsey should be very thankful because uh, the second one, the T. Higgins to open the second half, that seventy-five yard bomb, like very clearly face masked face masked Ramsey. Not only face masked him, but like pulled him so that he couldn't see the play, and then kind of threw him down to the same. Like it was full on, very very bad uh, pass interference and. But still, like he should be thankful that they managed to pull this one out because he would he would not be having a good night otherwise. No, and I, like I gotta say, like obviously this is a mashup podcast, and like now would be like a good time to point out that like a VAR decision would have been helpful there because like I feel like you you go to you go to the the instant replay there and you're like ah obvious foul in the buildup no goal. <laughs> yeah, or uh, I guess Sean McVay should also be very thankful that he managed to pull that one out because his commitment to establishing the run uh, was causing some issues. Well, let's, let's talk about that. Um, Hypothetically, and we're joined by, by NFL correspondent, Nick. Um, Nick, do you think that getting less than two yards of carry on all rushes by running backs is good or bad? Uh, Well, yeah, sure. It was bad, but I mean, (laughs) you never know. You never know the next one. He could break it. No, I mean, obviously, the running was pathetic by the Rams tonight. I didn't yeah. really see that coming. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't see that one coming either. So Mitchell, now, I'm looking at the stats right now, too. This is actually – this is a, was a wildly even Super Bowl. Uh, Rams had 313 total yards to since he's 305. Time of possession was 30-47 to 29-13. Uh, Rams had 18 first downs to Cincinnati's 15. We've never, most... we've never watched a game. I've only watched a box score. So this, this is, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in terms of the, the running the ball and like, and thinking that it was going to work, um, Mitchell Schwartz, who's an offensive lineman uh, for years and years, um, him and Jeff Schwartz, his brother are very good Twitter follows because they're like good at scheme stuff and they're not boring. Um, but he. We're condescending about it. Right. Yeah. Jeff Schwartz is very good about not being condescending about it. Yeah. So he, he tweeted out, he was like, is it obvious to everybody else that the Bengals have picked up the kill to run call at the line from Stafford? And like his, what he means by that listeners who don't know is like most of the time when you go to the line, you have two calls, uh, two plays called a pass play and a run play. And so Stafford was looking at the defense, was getting a look, was calling run at the line. And the Bengals were like, ah, running play. Um, so that was Mitchell Schwartz's take. I don't, obviously I don't know if it's true. I was, I was listening on mute, um, or watching on mute, but, um, apparently like, uh, maybe Stafford was yelling Omaha over and over again, uh, for run plays. Um, but, but so, so what I want to say about this game, you know, beyond the running ball, the commitment to the run was impressive, honestly. Like I was, I was impressed at the commitment to something that was not working. Um, as someone who Bengals, has, the Bengals are 4.0 yards per carry champions. You, and you can't take that away from them. You can't, you I don't cannot. want you to do that. Uh, I, it's, it's, um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that they have outrushed their, their opponent and therefore won in the upper Midwest. That's well known. Um, yeah, they they get, get, they're receiving Mixon, their Super Bowl. What's their record when Joe Mixon has 20 carries he just needed five more carries then they would have won that's how that works that's how statistics works dear listener um that's on zach taylor he should have done better <laughs> math uh so so Sorry i counting I, right um so 
also an interesting thing about this game to me um, was that like on one side of the ball, it completely went the way that I thought it would, which is that Joe Burrow spent his entire game um, in the turf. Or well, running. not his entire game. That was actually the really impressive part. The Cincinnati schemed up pretty well in the first half. It was only starting in the in the third quarter where the Rams got to him like six times in the third quarter or something ridiculous. Like they got it, all of a sudden something clicked and they started getting to him all the time. Well, I'll, what I'm going to say about that is that um, they they tied the record for most sacks in a game. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so like As the Bengals, the Bengals had two good plays on offense the entire game. Yeah, and or both of them were concerned. were one of them was an offensive pass interference as we discussed, and the other one was Jalen uh, Jamar Chase. Like Jamar he, Chase is awesome. Yeah, yeah, like like he's just very good at catching the football. Um, yeah, I a, mean there were no there was no Joe Burrow hero worship that stopped after he uh, took off the Heisenberg hat, stopped playing cosplay before the game. <laughs> was he? Do, was Joe Burrow crying when he did the Jimmy Garoppolo pass after the last play? My dad said he was, but I wasn't. I didn't see so it, it kind of looked like it kind of looked like he was crying when he came uh, off for his knee, and then he just kind of kept like his face looked the same the rest of the time. You can kind of oh, see okay. it. Around, okay. His like his eyes looked like red and puffy after they after they showed him after his knee injury, and then his eyes just like kind of stayed red and puffy. Okay, well I'm glad I'm glad we got that on the record. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe Burrow uh, upset about losing or uh, being injured. Either way. Uh, Joe Burrow, not a happy camper this evening. Well, yeah, um, did you see? So you were on mute. So I guess you, you probably, I don't know if you saw, but you definitely didn't hear. They had like the perfect shot of him when he, after he got his knee rolled on, he just like immediately like puts his face in the turf and yells. And MVC for some reason decided to go like to commercial with that clip and hold it on his anguished face. It's I mean, like, have, guys, you this- been, have you been watching the Olympics? NBC sort of trades in athlete misery. Uh, I have not because for that exact reason. I, and I also don't want to watch 50,000 commercials every day. Right. Uh, or, you know, one long commercial for uh, China, which is its own issue. Uh, but the, the um, but like, it, 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 like, just like sort of on that point, like it's, it's sort of like the, the, the NFL draft thing where it's like, you can't just talk about like, guy comes from a nice family it's like nope you have to bring up the worst moment in his life repeatedly yeah like, that was a tweet in last year's in last year's draft it's like wow okay so here's everything that this player did good in college here's the lowest moment in, in his life and now was it last year or two years ago when it was like way over the top with the with the dramatic like, i remember the, i remember last year being bad i don't remember 2020s it entirely could have been because they had to fill so much more time because they couldn't. I think it was the it was the COVID draft yeah. that was the yeah that was way over the top one. Yeah, I mean that makes the most sense. They have to make they had to kill more time because like you can only cut to Roger sitting in his basement in his comfy armchair for so many minutes. Like there was no there was no like a uh, live feed of of uh, corporate executives like cheering that Jalen Rager went Rager 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 Rager. But- they should have had a. They should have had a channel, ESPN eight, you know, where you could watch. You could just watch Goodell polish off that huge, uh, huge glass thing of um, <laughs> peanut M and M's. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> the M M&M and M cam. <laughs> yeah, I, I like and, and I, like I've I've gone on record. I really like um, what ESPN does with like coaches cam or the coaches cast in uh, in film room. 
uh, for the, M- yeah. the NCAA thing. But like, if you gave me just like a feed of Roger Goodell watching the NF- uh, watching the Super Bowl and or the draft, I would watch it. Like, I'm I'm totally into watching Roger Goodell uh, and and how he pretends to be a human being. No, I still, I still maintain. Russell Wilson was was just getting done saying this exact same thing. He's always <laughs> hanging out with Goodell at the Super Bowl. Honestly, I think the I think the best draft cam would be uh, Steve Smith, but you can't tell him that he, he's on draft cam because <laughs> Steve Smith's gener, uh, genuine reaction to anything is probably the best part of your day. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be like if the NBA draft had a Gilbert Arenas cam. It's like, just- yes, are you guys? Are you guys aware of Denny Carter's uh, Twitter beef with Steve Smith? No, but I, not, I'm go, unsurprised. Go, go. I need Steve, to hear more about Steve this. Smith is somebody that doesn't understand sarcasm is not a surprising thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, someone someone told someone to ice up, son. I don't know which which guy though. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, so so I I, I do want to pat myself on the back uh, because I said going into this game that uh, Aaron Donald was going to uh, be the most important person for a lot of reasons, and I felt like he was. So I'm going to give myself that credit. The second piece of credit I'm going to give myself is that I said that Matt Stafford was going to have some sort of line. I believe I said 31 for 50 uh, with two touchdowns and one interception. It ended up being uh, 26 for 40. Close. 20, yeah, 26 for 40 for 283, not 275. And three touchdowns, two interceptions. I feel good about that prediction. Uh, uh, yeah, I actually thought about that while that was going on. I was like, oh, he's closer. He's going to be closer than, uh, you know, he probably thinks he is. Um, I, don't think, I don't think Aaron Donald was in the top two important players in this game. I think Odell Beckham Jr. was the one. <laughs> I, I mean, he made a pretty big impact both while he was there and then like immediately after coming out. What game did we watch? Matthew Stafford uh, just carried this team to the Super Bowl and won it. <laughs> like, I mean, look, like Stafford, obviously he, he obviously gets, gets his flowers. He played well. He made, I mean, he did that thing that we've seen him do a ton of times or saw him do a ton of times in Detroit where, where it was like played like crap the entire game and then had a brilliant drive to win the game at the end. Um, I, don't I don't think he played like crap the entire game. Yeah, I don't think he played like crap. One of those interceptions, both of those interceptions, like could be argued. The interceptions were really his fault. I mean, the, the, the yeah, the, the first one was, was an arm punt. The first one was an arm punt. It was a bad throw. He didn't give Jefferson a chance to catch it, but it wasn't a bad decision. That drive was going nowhere. Didn't right. matter at all. Um, and then the second one went right off Skoranek's hands. I mean, what are we even talking about? Yeah, that one. I was mean, if Odell was in the game, he would have caught it. I mean, what, what my, my, my point there was he should not have thrown it to Skronik. <laughs> you have to throw it to Skronik. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at a certain point, you can't, you can't keep throwing the Cooper Cup and then Darrell Henderson. The, the last well, drive that, of that game, that point of the game you. <laughs> at that point of the game, Cooper Cup was getting a lot of attention from the defense because yeah. Beckham was out. Yeah, I mean, he, he was getting six you had, you had to do something. Skronik's open. It wasn't a great throw. Um, but it shouldn't have been intercepted. It was intercepted because Skoranek can't catch anything. I mean, a lot of people lost money betting the under 0.5 receptions because he ended up catching one. Um, but, I mean, that guy stinks. The Rams, the Rams' depth was really tested in this game because they selected 2-2 Atwell in the second round. I mean, he, <laughs> has he played, like, all season? Like, I do they, not they, so. they passed on so many rookie wide receivers in the draft, like, uh yeah. Also, uh, hey, 
Ben Skarana got two receptions in this right. game. Right. I, I actually you know oh, he did catch a third down one later. Yeah. He caught he caught one right away. Uh so yeah. I knew that was I knew it was over, but yeah. Um so so I, I actually I uh when Bryson Hopkins caught the ball and I heard and, and I was like Hello dog. Um and I, I saw like I saw Hopkins and I looked up who Hopkins was because I was like, I don't know who Hopkins on um the Rams is. Uh he's a third string tight end, I guess. Um right. I didn't realize he was the same Hopkins from Purdue who was on all of those Rondale Moore teams. Uh, he was like the other guy. Uh, yes, so correct. good for him. He got, he had, he had more catches in the Super Bowl than he did the entire season. So shout well, out. He wasn't even active last week. I mean, he's not in the plans. He really just only played because Higby Higby's was out. Hard. And, and yeah. it turned out uh, nobody had this, but went totally unreported. Uh, Kendall Blanton, who caught a bunch of passes in the last game, um, filling in for Higby because Higby got hurt early in the NFC title game. Kendall Blanton, they showed him on the sideline during the game, and he had a shoulder harness, and like he wasn't even like close to playing. Bryson Hopkins, like this guy, didn't even like know he was playing until the ball was in his hands. You see that one catch he had? He was yeah. like, he was more surprised than anybody in the whole stadium that he was catching passes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, and he, he, he's just he, thinking to himself, like, no, Matthew Stafford, this is the incorrect decision. I don't, I don't agree with this at all. I, I don't, I promise you, I don't want to be here any more than you want me here, but here we are. You guys uh, are yeah. like, why are they throwing the Hopkins and Skoranek? Who do you want them to throw? <laughs> ben Jefferson? Uh, ben Jefferson had, had a tough night for those of us who remember him from college and think that he was uh, going to be very good, myself included. I was very wrong about Ben Jefferson. <laughs> Yeah, I whiffed on Jeff. I whiffed on Van Jefferson real bad. Uh, I like. I I thought he was like like he he was he was sort of like to me like sort of like the same profile as DK Metcalf. We talked about that like Ole Miss receivers who are just gonna like show out, and I was I was incorrect on that one. Um, but but uh, uh... yeah, not great. But um, so oh wait, hold on. We didn't talk about the funniest moment in the of the entire game which was the time that uh, Cincinnati got a personal foul call on, on a guy who wasn't in the game. Oh, yeah. That was amazing when they, when they called him. Uh, what did Al Michaels call him? Oh, my God. I, again, I, I had it on mute. <laughs> I didn't hear. Um, but Vernon Hargreaves uh, third. Uh, so, so when I saw the guy in the frame, I, I, saw the, I didn't see the face, uh, as, uh, but I saw the dreads. And my first thought was like, please don't be Trey Waynes. Please, Trey. <laughs> don't, don't be Trey Waynes. And uh, thankfully, it was not. Weirdly, Trey Waynes is going to be the biggest cap hit in Cincinnati next year. Assuming he's not cut, he will be cut. Um, he did not play. And that's something I didn't see. I, 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 mean, I also enjoyed Vernon Hargraves coming off the... Uh coming off the sideline in his slides. Like he was very clearly like <laughs> not in any, there's nothing where he was like, should even have been remotely acknowledged as like, yeah, you should be here. It's just like, no man, go, go sit down. <laughs> um, so that was, uh, that was, that was good work by, by Vernon Hargreaves. Um, and I, I think like, so, so just like on, on the subject of like the game itself again, like I, I do want to sort of give, give flowers to people. I thought that the, the Cincinnati defensive line, um, specifically Sam Hubbard, did a great job. Like I was, I was very impressed by the by their ability to reset the line um, throughout the game. You know, both definitely in the run and 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 in the pass a little bit as well. Um, 
Nick, did you have any thoughts on the uh, the defensive line from Cincy or no? Um, yeah, no, I mean, they played great. Uh, uh, the Rams have a terrific pass blocking offensive line and, um, and they really shut down the running game as well. They were able to really kind of control the game and muck it up and prevent the Rams from, you know, I think if there's, there's, there's definitely a scenario where Odell Beckham stays healthy and, you know, the Rams kind of pull away and have a, there's a more conclusive game, uh, for the Rams to win in the second half, but. Uh, no, that wasn't really happening uh, because McVeigh, because Odell Beckham got hurt, and then McVeigh, um, you know, wanted to run the ball. Uh, you know, we were we were promised that the Bengals couldn't stop the run, and that was uh, that did not come to pass in the Super Bowl. So, so that was a lie. Um, <laughs> yes, somebody told a lie that day. Um. So, but uh, do you know who's you think not- you could do that? You think you could just go on the internet and tell lies? um you you can't you can go on the internet and tell lies um you can't go on this podcast as a sponsor and tell lies which is why everything that's about to happen is 100 percent true with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And including everything that comes after this, also true, uh, just to a lesser important sense, because we're not Did you guys right see... Now. Did you guys see Schefter's big whiff after the game? No, what did he say? He tweeted out to all of those who said it couldn't be done. And then it's the photo of OBJ and Stafford uh, celebrating on the stand. And for some reason, it's Calvin Johnson, Eli Manning, and Jarvis Landry, like, dejectedly watching them do it. <laughs> uh, so, as you can I was see from the timestamp... Don't all three okay. of those guys support those guys? Like, why isn't Baker Mayfield in there? Yeah, Baker Mayfield is the hater there. Calvin Johnson, like, I, <laughs> what did he do? It's very clearly meant to. It's very clearly meant to be like the teams that didn't respect them and then traded them away. But yeah, like you picked the. Th- I mean, I guess Eli Manning might be kind of non-committal on that. But like Calvin Johnson, very supportive of Matthew Stafford. Jarvis Landry literally thinks of OBG, OBJ as a brother. Like, you could have picked better avatars. Right. Yeah, like- did, you, did you actually see during the media uh, session during the week when, during Odell's, uh, Jarvis Landry actually, like, asked a question, like, he hacked in and asked a question and <laughs> surprised Odell Beckham and he just told him he loved him and all this stuff. And it was a tremendous moment. <laughs> you know, it was, it yeah, was awesome. I saw a clip of it. Also, I like how you say hacking, like he was like trying to like break into a mainframe computer. He probably just asked the Browns PR person for well, like, yeah, a Zoom login. But I just mean, you know. <laughs> I, I like that image of like of Jarvis Landry as like a, a like a hacker in a 90s movie, just like constantly doing like yes. clack, 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 clack. I'm in. <laughs> hey OBJ, can you can you see me, bro? Yeah, bro, what's up? I'm in. <laughs> I made it. And then I hacked, I hacked the press zoom. What are <laughs> you going to do now? <laughs> um, so yeah, so Schefter, so Schefter, so I took a screenshot at 18 minutes 
Uh, and it was definitely deleted after that. So this thing probably lasted less than 20 minutes up before somebody was like, Adam, that ain't it, bro. Oh, too late. People have already photoshopped it with uh, Baker and uh, people from Pro Football Focus and Ben Baldwin. Perfectly. Yeah, I mean, those I, are I, the actual haters. Yeah, those are the actual haters. Um, I, I, Kevin Gittleman, maybe. Um, the fo- Dave Gittleman? The, f- Dave the Gittleman. Ford family? The Ford family, sure. Um, well, like, I mean, I don't think the Ford family is like taking an L because Stafford won the Super Bowl. They're they're taking an L forever because of how they've owned the Lions. I mean, they drafted <laughs> right, yeah, that's Stafford just, and that's... pissed away his career, his prime. <laughs> that's uh, a standing L. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean the 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 Ford family. It's like they don't even know they're taking L's like constantly. Just like by their <laughs> by the existence of the Lions as a franchise, it's like everything that you do in that regard um was was not great uh so 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 what was great at least for me like i want to sort of shift away from something i I don't remember who tweeted i think roger sherman um but there was a a tweet that went around where people on twitter were like man it's so great that they're not using old people at the halftime show like the rolling stones or the bruce springsteen i'm so glad it's dr dre and eminem and then like 10 seconds later we all realized like oh we're the olds now Um, (laughs) no we're the boomers now yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> my, 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 how the turntables have turned. But exactly. I had a great time during the halftime show. I loved it. All of it was great for, 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 for me. Um, 50 Cent looking, looking, uh, Jesus Christ, he looks huge. Thick. I, I thought I thought that was a body double double at first. I was like, why are they like using like a fake fifty? And then I realized like, no, that's the real fifty. That's not counterfeit. That is actual fifty cent. Yeah. How do you think they how do you think they got him up there to do the the fake pull up or whatever he was doing? It's the uh it's the there's a there's a meme already going around from SpongeBob about the, the giant fish that they like have like hooked in. <laughs> it's just like upside down and it's like fifty. It's like fifty cents. <laughs> I I uh I, I was thinking uh of, of of trying to tweet out like um like the 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 two uh bodybuilders from SNL like the you know like the we're going to pump you we up. We will pump you up. Yeah, yeah. holding you him been by playing the offensive line for the Bengals in the second half. I mean, they could have used it. I mean, he certainly he he looked like he he looked the part. Um, I I do want to say I'm a little bit disappointed, and I understand why they did it. But I'm a little bit disappointed that Eminem's song was Lose Yourself uh, and not um, My Name Is or potentially Guilty Conscience. I think Guilty Conscience was the song we all wanted uh, and we didn't get. Um, Guilty Conscience would have been crazy. I'm I'm (laughs) just taking the win for them starting off with the next episode. Yeah. I mean, look, like it was it was great. Doing California Love was nice uh, without the hologram. Um, but guilty, like I, when, when I realized who was in the show and I sort of thought about it for a second, I was like, this is, and, and my, my brother who, who was at the, the game, uh, as part of the, the media, follow him at Phil DeHaya, I guess. Um, but he, uh, he, what he pointed out was like, he, this is just the up and smoke tour from, from 1999. Um, so what yeah. we should be doing is doing like, what's the difference? Guilty conscience, uh, get, get exhibit here. Um, we we were not able to do that, unfortunately. Well, um, you you can only yeah, scare think... white people so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a there's a lot of bad tweets going around certain parts like a, of Twitter yeah. right now. 
Yeah. Uh, like I think the league the league forgot like like oh just just because uh these are well established artists doesn't mean like like uh you know white people are going to not going to lose their minds about it. Yeah, I, I think that yeah, there was like, like some... I mean it, like one of them was the, or personally invited Martha Stewart to the game. So like how mad can white people really get? No, but like that's the thing. Like you go through like like the resumes. Like I, I get how this was pitched. It's like, okay, like Snoop Dogg. He's 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 a uh he's he's friends with Martha Stewart. They they sell they sell lighters together. Oh, that's cute. Uh-huh. And then you go Dr. Dre. Oh, he's a he's an entrepreneur. He he owns number a, a, a number of businesses. He's close to a billionaire. Great. Uh, I actually found out that he's like an accomplished pianist today, yep. too. Yep, that was great. Didn't um, know that. Yep, you and you can go with like Eminem. He's um white. Okay, next. Uh, you know, Fifty Cent. He's the owner of you know the primary investor investor in, in vitamin water. Great. Okay, and like <laughs> you, you see how you can sell this to the white execs until you realize who these people are again. <laughs> then, you uh-huh. watch, then you watch the halftime show, uh, or you yeah. get to Kendrick, and, and Kendrick Lamar is saying we're going to be all right. <laughs> Um, I, I, I was shocked that they, that they, uh, were okay with, uh, Dre saying still not loving police, um, which, which was in, uh, still Dre, um, because the NFL famously loves police. That's a thing that they did. Yeah. They, I saw they well, cut something. Not as they much as we love the troops. They do love the troops, yeah. but, but, but what are the troops if not just like Pokemon evolutions of the cops? They're like, they're like Star Wars police. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> damn it. Uh, so obviously I, I didn't get to watch any of the commercials. I'll ask you guys about the commercials in a second. Um, I did see one of the commercials because when I saw the people in question, I took it off mute and my, my kids were not happy, but we watched it, uh, off mute, which was the scrubs one with Zach Braff and Donald Faison selling me T-Mobile. Um, so that was my favorite yeah. by default. What, what, what were the other good ones? I don't, I don't know if there were any. Well, so the, um, there were two commercials where that made me feel like a boomer also, which were the, um, the, there was a Chevy ad that was like heavily Sopranos. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah. Was that Jamie Lynn Siegler or Marissa Tomei? Jamie Lynn. No, it was Jamie Lynn. They got the real, they got the real deal. Jamie Lynn and Robert Eiler reprising their roles as Meadow and AJ for, for Chevy hybrid cars or something. (laughs) Um, and then, and then we had, uh, there, what was it? Michelob Ultra or Bud Light or something. It was, there was like a big Lebowski type ad oh. where Steve, Steve Buscemi was like, uh, working at a bowling alley. And then, and then Peyton Manning was, was getting, uh, some shoes or a ball or something. And then I Jimmy that. Butler, yeah, I that one. J- Jimmy Butler was bowling and I, I, I didn't oh. recognize like three of the other people. Uh, Brooks Kepka was playing pool and then Serena Williams showed up and it was like now the party has begun so I don't know it was kind of cool but it also was like wow like everything is like tailored towards like we're yeah yeah we are we are becoming the target audience for all of these advertisements and I'm not sure I enjoy that yeah that's not great um but like if, if we're gonna have Sopranos commercials for GM can we get like Whole Foods commercials from The Wire like, can we get Michael P. Jordan as Wallace? Like, where's Wallace? He's in produce. <laughs> I'm not, that made me laugh a lot more than it should. That's good. 
You have to say, where's Wallace? You have to say, where's lettuce? It's, it's Wallace yelling, where's lettuce? And then it's a Whole Foods employee helpfully showing him the way. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of He's like, saying, what? oh, God, because that's possible. <laughs> oh, no, because it's great. Because it's like, it's like going to happen. Oh, like, yeah. You're going to see yeah. it next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote copy. Trademark, trademark, copyright. That's ours. That's yeah. ours. Uh, Whole Foods. Yeah, you can't take that. That's ours. Uh, but yeah, like or or like a like a. You you have you have a um, Marlowe like, and he's just sitting there. It's like uh, the price of the brick has gone up, and then you cut to Home Depot, and it's like the price of the brick has actually stayed the same because at Home Depot, <laughs> good prices. <laughs> Again, Home Depot. That's trademarked. You cannot take that. Copyright, that's ours. You can't take that. Yeah, I think there's a whole subgenre of, of selling millennial, like millennials, things that they need as adults, but using like the most inappropriate TV shows possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm hoping at some point in the near future, like, we start getting like Boy Meets World sales, like, like you get like uh, like Eric or Sean selling me something, um, because we're we're getting Scrubs. Already. I don't know if you want that because this could end up being like a reverse mortgage. Oh no no! It's obviously <laughs> going to be a reverse mortgage. Ryder <laughs> Strong showing selling you reverse mortgage. <laughs> it's like I'm Will Friedle, and have you considered refinancing your home against its current worth because the market is only going to go up? <laughs> I actually don't really know how uh, reverse mortgages work because um, I'm not a Wall Street suit. I'm I'm a man of the people. I don't I don't really understand how these things work. Um, but, uh, but so, so another season is sort of come and gone. This is, this is probably as good a time as any, uh, to, to look back on, on the, the season that was, I think this is the best playoffs I can remember in terms of like close games and, and games where I didn't conk out in the second half. Um, I can, like, can you remember like overall, a- no, on an overall scale, I think that's right. I think that, but I mean, a lot of the times the Super Bowl ends up just you know, paper macheing over wherever the playoffs were. Like, I'm always going to remember the the Go Birds, the Eagles Super Bowl is like a great playoff. But for all I know, the all the playoff games sucked, and that game was just really cool. Yeah, and like I don't really remember what led to 28 to three. Like I remember 28 to three, but like I don't remember really how we got there. Um, I think I. I don't know. I missed the entire first quarter of that game trying to pick up wings. And then, so I like showed up at like 21 three. And then that's all I know from that point forward. So that Super Bowl is a lot different to me personally. So I, I actually, I watched that game with, um, with the flu. And I, so I was by myself on my couch and like my head was down. It got up to 28 to three. And I was like, all right, if, if, if the Patriots score here, I'll stay up. Otherwise I'm going to sleep. And then the Patriots scored. And I was like, all right, if Atlanta scores, I'll go to sleep. And then Atlanta didn't score. And just like throughout the course of the rest of the game, I just kept saying to myself, like, okay, if this obvious thing happens or doesn't happen, I'll go to sleep. And it just kept like, it kept coming up red, so to speak. Um, but uh, I, 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 ju- I just want you guys to know that we've, uh, I just got a notification from Zoom. As a gift, they are allowing us to go past 40 minutes. Um, apparently we've been going for 40 minutes at this point. That's a good, yeah, that's a good starting point, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that, Zoom. Um, but so so looking back on the season, I, th- I think like what I'm going to remember most, obviously like the Rams winning is great and Odell was funny as hell. I'm actually, I think that this like to me is going to be like the, 
really like the Bengals year. Like I'm going to remember this as like the, the, the year the Bengals sort of like were good because that's not a given in any season. Yeah. Any- <laughs> I just saw that they had a, they have a ton of cap space and like nobody huge is coming up, which is so they might be able to do this again next year. But yeah, like the big thing was they came out of completely out of nowhere. And- They're what, like four and 12 last year. Uh, something like that, or or five and eleven. I whatever. Two years ago, I think they went one and fifteen. Last year, I think they went, yeah, four and twelve or five and eleven. Um, which gives hope to to the Lions, of course. Uh, right, no, guys. No. Right. Do the Lions have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? They do not. They have. Prob- what are we talking? What are we talking about? Uh, Penny Sewell. He's a guy. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Yeah, the better of the St. Browns is Saints Brown. Saints Brown. I think Saints Brown. Um, I think it's Saints Brown. I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> for my poor grammar. Um, so, so we uh, traditionally right now we we say two things. One, it's baseball season, which ha, it's not. Uh, the second is uh, usually uh, you know get ready for eight months without football, but USFL is coming. So you know, pretty excited about that, right, guys? Oh, yeah. I enjoyed all of the promotional coaches' pictures. They were definitely not awkward and forced at all. Yeah, there's no there's no questions about a football league that's two months away where you have no idea about the players or the teams or anything like that. I, got, I have no concerns about that at all. Uh, yeah, it'll up. definitely be great uh, if, you, if you don't have rosters two months before your season starts. Yeah, here's, no, here's, that's, that's I, cool. I, yeah, it's great. I want to I get you guys on record. By no. June first, by June first, who has played more played games? The, fifth. the Michigan Panthers or the Detroit Tigers? By when? June? Oh, June first. Oh no, no, no! To Panthers for sure. I mean, if, if there's a yeah. league. Well, that was my. That's they, part they of the question. Play. Huh? <laughs> part of the question is: Do you think the Panthers play any games? Yeah, I mean, I, baseball might not play any games too. I mean, <laughs> like the like this it, it's made, ba- this like maybe so. <laughs> you know, we're not in the union, so it doesn't really, you know, uh, a lot of people would be totally fine with the players getting screwed over again. But unfortunately for the owners, and uh, if you want to see a full season, the players seem to have woken up and are unified and they're not just going to roll over for another bad deal like they always are being offered. So we'll see. See what I happens. Mean, I imagine they'll roll over eventually. But the, the question is, is whether that results yeah, in. Yeah, but, but they've made it this far. It's like you're you're gonna miss opening day like that's official they won't say that no one's saying that but it's obvious i mean opening day is not happening um spring training's delayed so opening opening day is not happening um and the owners are not gonna offer what they want so i mean i think we're gonna be at a stalemate for a long time uh so okay so so uh I guess the question, the better question is, is who plays more games in 2022, the Michigan Panthers or the Detroit Tigers? That's, that's what I want to get people on record about. I mean, I guess uh, the, the Tigers could play a two month season and still play 60 games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the Panthers season is like 10 games long. Do you know that? Has there been a schedule? So you'd have to, Uh, you'd have to give me to bet on this. You'd have to, you'd have to give me, you know, Tigers, pretty decent Tigers minus odds. minus fifty. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, so, but I'm 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 excited. We're certainly going to vaguely cover that to the extent that we remember. 
uh, on this podcast. Um, coming up, uh, I, I guess, like as like a preview of what we're going to do on this podcast in the near near future. Um, I guess I can announce near. near future. Uh, so I can right. announce some fun things. Uh, one, we are starting a YouTube series uh, introducing American football for British people. Um, a lot of people uh, noted that there's a lot of NFL games happening in uh, in England over the, over the next four or five years, uh, Germany is getting a couple games. I know it's called, uh, American football for British people, but Germans are more than welcome to, to watch as well. Uh, Spaniards, sure. Uh, Austrians, definitely. Uh, no, no issues all around. Um, and we are also going like to you're be- digging yourself into a hole by naming countries. And now you have to go through the entire list just so I, that we don't forget uh, anybody. Right, Norwegians, right. fine. <laughs> like, like do it like Animaniacs, like, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do that song. Uh, I'm not, I'm not doing uh, Wacko or uh, Yakko Warner does the, the countries of the world. Um, we are also going to, because there is no football for another two months, uh, do some other fun stuff. We, we had a, a, a Twitter poll, so there's going to be some Star Wars discussion, I guess. Uh, mostly Book of Boba Fett, because I want to complain about some stuff. Um, we also are going to be covering the She Believes Cup uh, in our next episode. So get excited for that. Uh, U.S. Women's National Team, we're going to talk about how they're good at stuff and the men should be better at stuff, even though they're not. Um, so uh, I want to say thank you to uh, to to our, our co-hosts here. Uh, you can find Nick at uh, your local casino uh, trying to bet uh, Tigers minus 50 against games played against the Michigan Panthers. Uh, you can actually find him on Twitter at Electric Snuff. Um, Nick, do you, is, is there any specific tweets coming out that you really want people to, uh, like or retweet? Um, probably, probably going to say some things about Matthew Stafford, how he's the best quarterback in the league and going to the hall of fame, you know, think things of that nature. Uncontroversial takes as far as I'm concerned, uh, for your controversial takes, uh, please at, uh, Napoleon Gregg at Mr. Mojo rising 89. Uh, for all of your uncontroversial and nice takes, please at the uh, the the company podcast Twitter handle at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Uh, usually me, sometimes somebody else. Um, we are going to get our Instagram up and running just around the time that opening day happens. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decided to put in in this episode. Um, and a special thank you to you, the listener. Uh, it's been a fun football season. We, we, uh, we appreciate you sticking with us. We couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So please like subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your co-hosts, neighbors, all that other fun stuff. Um, so thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.